Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house, episode 22. Before we even get started, Debo, fresh off vacation, what are you drinking? I stopped at a couple places. I got a 603 IPA from the 603 Brewery. New Hampshire, right? Right. New Hampshire, yeah, man. It's uh, out of Londonderry. Ooh, love me some Londonderry. Absolutely. Hey, and I'm drinking out of a glass tonight. Listen, roles reversed. Listen, I'm in a bottle tonight. Elliottville Brewing Company, Mo Master, Ultra Pale Ale. A little light. Take it easy. Don't get too crazy. Yeah. You know, got a long night ahead of me. Who knows? All right, let's get started. Starting tonight, we're going to look at each division in Major League Baseball. We're going to discuss the breakout players that we think are going to make the biggest impact. We're going to look at the over-unders because gambling is fun. And we're going to pick an MVP from each division. But before we get into that, Huge news out of the NFL. Massive news. Earth-shattering. Cam Newton has signed. And where yeah. has he signed, Debo? The, the New Patriots. Patriots. Right. Yeah. 550000 guaranteed. Up to $7.5 million if he shows out. What do you think? Okay. We have talked about it, that he's going to have to sign a prove-it deal, right? This is a bullshit prove-it deal. I'm on the I'm on the side of Richard Sherman calling this a disgusting deal. I mean, this dude, he's only guaranteed five hundred and fifty thousand. He can make up to seven hundred uh seven point five million, which is great. You know what that is still less than? And this is a partial list. Joshua Dobbs, Matt Barkley, CJ Bethard, Matt Schaub, Blaine Gabbert, Brett Hundley, plus nine other quarterbacks are making more than him guaranteed. Listen, you're not wrong. Here's what I'm going to say. No, before you go into that, like, he's an MVP, a former MVP, and he was a couple plays away from being a Super Bowl champion. Like, I know they lost by 14, but a couple plays go differently. He's winning the Super Bowl. And it's just crazy. Even Mariota, Derek Carr, who he's better than, are making millions more than him. Here's the difference, though. Most of those guys played last year, and Cam really didn't. And I'm not arguing with you, and I'm not, I, I might play a tiny bit of devil's advocate, but I, I agree with you. Here's what I'm going to say. $550,000 means there's a 50-50 chance he's not even on the roster come the start of the season. I think it's a good move for the Patriots. It's a, it's a win-win. If Cam shows out and Josh McDaniels can put an offense together that suits him, a little RPO, get him up moving in the pocket, which again, I think Josh McDaniels can create an offense for people. He did it obviously with Brady for all the different times, you know, the, the Patriots changed their offense, whether it was Moss and Welker, it was Edelman, Gronkowski, all those guys. Yeah. But he, let's not forget, he was the coach when Tim Tebow was in Denver. Yep. And say what you want about Tim Tebow as a quarterback, he did go to the playoffs. I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen ain't been to the playoffs yet. Tim Tebow's been to the playoffs. Tebow won a game. So, like, I think Josh McDaniels can create an offense. But I don't know that that Cam Newton's on the roster come week one. And I think it is the ultimate prove-it deal. But I also think maybe it gives the Patriots a chance, if it's not looking good for them, to cut bait 
and maybe if there's an injury on a team, Cam gets to find work elsewhere. I'm really talking out of my ass on this one because I don't really know. I think it's a good move for the Patriots because if Cam Newton gets to 80% of what Cam Newton can do, they'll be a pretty good team. They were already going to be a pretty good team, I think, but they'll be a better team. What I don't like about it is it's putting me in a hard position because, like, I like Cam. I think he's fun to watch. I think I I want him to succeed, but he's going to the Patriots. So if he succeeds, that means the Patriots are succeeding, and that sucks. But think about it. He's going to struggle if he does. He's not the most accurate. He's a good quarterback, but he's not the most accurate. Right now he's got Julian Edelman, Mohamed Sanu, Nikhil Harry, and Marquise Lee, which I did not know about Marquise Lee. So that's not that awful. Here, let me just stop right there. That's decent. Here's the problem, though. What offense they running in New England? What's what's Cam Newton doing on, in that offense? Like, uh, he's going to a place where I assume they're going to create an offense for him, right? He, but he still has to learn that offense. He's going to have to learn it in a matter of months. And what Tom or what Bill Belichick doesn't like is mistakes. And there are going to be mistakes. Cam That's Newton's why- going to go, going to throw interceptions. He's going to do things that are going to frustrate Bill Belichick if he's on the roster at all. That's why I'm a little confused about this signing. Like, why wouldn't you do this two months ago so we, you can put the offense in? Right now, the offense is going to look different if it's Stidham or if it's Newton. Like, why – you can't not start him if you're going to put a whole offense in. Like, that's, that's what the confusing part is to me. So, I, I just – I don't see why you do that so late when you had the opportunity for him to – study the playbook for the last two months. I mean, I think part of that might have to do with Cam. Maybe he was reluctant to sign this because he wanted to see, one, if people are going to get injured, if a team was going to come with an offer. And I think at some point he probably figured, well, worst case scenario, I go play for the Patriots for a year. I do really well. And that either gets me the franchise tag, which is going to be 30 plus million, or it gets me a multi-year year deal on back in it, right? Yep. At worst, with Cam Newton as the quarterback of the Patriots, they go eight and eight, seven and nine. At worst, at worst, he's on TV. He's in front of people all the time. He's, you know, they're gonna be throwing it a lot. They're gonna be, you know, he's gonna be. I just, I don't, I don't see a downside for him in this unless he gets there, starts running the offense. They realize it's a bad match, and they cut. Which I listen. I think is a. I think it's fifty fifty. Yeah, I mean, good luck and to one him. One more thing. One more yeah. thing. I read something on Twitter. I don't know yeah. who said it, but somebody said that this will that that Cam Newton with the Patriots has gives Bill Belichick the most dynamic offense or the potential to have the most dynamic offense he's ever had. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Remember back in 2007 when they went 16 and 0, and Tom Brady was chucking the ball every which way to Randy Moss. Please stop. Yeah. Please stop, people. Cam Newton is good. He's not great. And Tom Brady, Randy Moss is better than Cam Newton to Mohamed Sanu. Sorry, bro. No, I agree with you there. And to to your point, and we don't need to go too much longer on this, I don't know that Cam Newton runs the Patriots offense as it's currently constructed very well. No, I don't think so either. You know? He he was his best when he just – you know, tuck and run here and there, the read option. And, you know, you score those two-yard runs, the four-yard runs at the goal line. It's right. That's his game, and they wanted to take him away from that because they didn't want his body beat up. 
So he's either, he's got to make a decision. Do I become try to become a pocket passer or do I just do what I do and hope that I don't get hurt? Right. And again, like I said, I think being on the Patriots is is a win-win for him because if he does pretty well, they could franchise him or he's going to earn a multi-year deal. No doubt. You know? All right, let's move to baseball. Had to dab. Not bad. Now, do you, now there's all let's not get into the weeds on this. There are people that are like, oh, Belichick's not going to go for that shit. Man, he let Gronk do whatever he wanted. Yep. Brady was off the charts all the time anytime there was a touchdown. Anytime Brady scored a touchdown from the one-yard line, he was, like, freaking the hell out. Yep. Kim can dab. It's going to be Gronk's right. Gronk's Yep. Let him dab. All right. To the National League West. The West. Where, for the last however many years, the Dodgers have been spending a billion dollars. Yeah. Winning divisions. Yep. And not winning World Series. Yeah. They've gotten close. They're stacked. They're still the prohibitive favorites in this in this division. But let's start alphabetically because what's better than starting at the letter A? And let's dive into the Diamondbacks. So tell me, Debo, who on the Diamondbacks gets you most excited? Well, I'm really looking at Ketel Marte. Is that how you say his first name? I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm not sure. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. And then Uh, let's run with it. (laughs) So I am looking forward to watching Ketel Marte. Um, You know, prior to last year, he was a 260 hitter, 22 home runs and 400 at-bats over four seasons. He set career highs in pretty much every offensive category last year. So I'm really looking to see if if he's going to fall back to his normal average self or if He'll step up even more and power the Diamondbacks maybe to a wild card berth. Not bad. Now, I am going to go with Marte, but the Marte brothers. Kettle. I'm going to go with Kettle. You go okay. Kettle. Kettle. I'm going to go Kettle. We're just absolutely slaughtering his name. Kettle Marte and Starling Marte. Two outfielders, two guys that when good are really good, yep. the guys that are going to hit, they're going to drive in runs, they're going to steal some bases, they're going to hit for above average. You're right. I think with with Kettle, you know, he was an infielder with the Mariners. He gets traded to the Diamondbacks. They move him to outfield. He kind of has this this kind of year after year keeps improving, and now he's he's very valuable to them. Starting Marte coming over from the Pirates. Again, yep. they have a pretty good outfield, and those are the guys – Special, you know, uh, shout out to Madison Bumgarner. I don't know if he's going to anything left in the tank. So that was my other. I was thinking about him as being a player to watch because, man, if he if he if he can get back to almost his old form, it really puts Arizona in a good spot. Um, I think that they are going to fight for the wild card spot. One of the wild card spots. There's two of them. Um, They're over. uh, They're over under is 31 wins out of 60 games. So 31 and 29. What do you think? I think they're going over. Me too. Boom. Put it on the board. We're put, Put your bets in folks. <laughs> All right. Next up, Colorado Rockies. At home. Amazing. On the road. Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. On the road. I mean, at home, offense, amazing pitching. In. Yeah. On the road, it tends to flip flop. Give me your play. Who you got? So let's just stay with these really hard names to pronounce, and I'm going to go with uh, Ramel Tapia. Wow. Um, 
You're digging deep for that one. Really? I mean, he's going to be the starting one of the starting outfielders. You know, just like Marte, he had a, he's had an average first four years. This will be his fifth year. So I want to see if he uh, he's if he's going to step up and do what Marte did. I mean, he's gone up every year. He had uh, nine home runs last year in his at-bats. And I think that it's possible he could take that next step. Not bad. I am not going to answer the question directly and say the right side of the infield where Trevor, <laughs> where Trevor Story and Arenando occupy shortstop and third base. Mm-hmm. Two guys that hit above 300, two guys that mash, and two guys that are, if healthy and, you know, hitting effectively away from Coors Light, could or Coors like Coors Field, could be potential MVP candidates. And so those are my two. I like but it. But I do want to take a moment. Let's talk, take for a moment for someone who won't be playing for the Colorado Rockies. This yes. Year. That's Ian Desmond, who has uh, on Instagram and, and now probably more outspoken about it, has decided not to play this year yep. and has kind of pointed to the systemic racism within Major League Baseball as a reason why he's not playing. I think he's using this opportunity to kind of stake his claim, to make his point. And, you know, while players are choosing to not play for a variety of reasons, I think not only do I, do I kind of back him on his, on his purpose, but I love that he's been very explicit in why and explaining it, and I, it couldn't be a cooler moment. No, I, I, I do love that. I actually uh, got into a little spat on the social medias mm-hmm. um, with someone who posted that uh, he's just using it as an excuse because he's no longer a good baseball player. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, it, it was just, it, it was kind of surprising. Like, just give him, give the guy credit for taking a stand. Right. When others That's aren't. Good, cool story, bro. Like, what right. the hell's wrong with you? Yep. All right. Over, under. They're at 27 and a half. Half. What, what do you got? got? Oh, me? Yeah, you go for I got, it. I got him going over. I think their offense over? is, I think their offense is pretty good. I think their pitching is pretty good. And I think they're more of a 500 ball club than a below 500 ball club. I, I'm not going to agree with you there. I'm going to go under. <laughs> Good. We can't not, agree on everything. Not terribly under, but I, I could see them about 25 games one. Okay. All right. Next up, we have the prohibitive favorites, the LA Dodgers. We got, you know, Dodgers uh, got some pretty big acquisitions this uh, this past winter, I believe. And whatever you know, know, feels like forever ago. I know that's who knows. Um, and you know, we could all say Mookie Betts, but I'm actually going to go with another guy that came over, David Price. I mean, he's high priced. He had some great. David Price is high priced. I like what you did there. Yeah, man. He, uh, you know, he had some great years in 2017, 2018. And he struggled a little bit last year. Right now, he's third on the depth chart. And if he can find his – he has a stuff. If he can find that, those Dodgers are going to be really hard to beat. And I, I think he could. I, I'm not sold on the NL West. I know they always fight it out. But I think there's good opportunity for, uh, for Price to bounce back and have a good year. I mean, I, I can't disagree. Um, but this is Mookie. This is – 
I mean, if ever there was a moment for somebody to show out is for a MVP to go to a team that has been forever on the verge of getting over the hump and unable to get over the hump. This is their superstar caliber player. This is a guy who's going to, if he does what he's supposed to do over these next 60 games, look, look, he's looking at 35 to $40 million a year for the next 10 to 15 years. I know that's crazy to say out loud, but it's probably the case. Um, Mookie Betts is what's going to make this team go. They're super stacked. You've got oh, yeah. Muncie, you've got Seager, you've got Turner, you've got Bellinger, you've got um, Peterson, you've got Kershaw and Bueller and Price. You've got <laughs> Jansen if he's healthy, the closer. They've got a stacked team. But Mookie's the best player on that team. Listen, and I bet you you're going to hear from me a little later in this uh, podcast talking about Mookie a little bit. That's fine. I'm like, if Mookie shows out, the Dodgers are probably – one or two in terms of the the NL World Series favorites. Oh, absolutely. In my opinion, right? Like, so I just think that if, the way he goes is the way the team's going to go. So that's my guy. All right. Over and under. What do we 37. got? 37 and a half? What I'm do you going got? over. Me too. Just kidding. I went under. Did you really? I did. And here's the thing. Here's why I went under. I think this division's a little better. And I think with a team that good, they're either going to win 50 games or they're going to win like 32 and people are going to be like, oh, maybe they're not as good as we thought. And then they're going to show up to the playoffs and just show up. I think that's more likely to happen. You got a lot of new faces on the team. You got people that were supposed to be traded in the offseason that didn't get traded. Jansen's a question at closer. You know, he was hurt last year. Who knows what's that, what that's going to look like. I just yep. think they could they could be a team that could lose some games that, you know, maybe they should have won or could have won. Um, so I'm going under. I I think they're going to win 40. Ooh, 40 and 20. 40 and 20. And I think they're going to – I think they're going to average, like, eight runs a game. Wow. Okay. All right. Now, now we get to the real studs of the division. Next up is the Padres. And listen, um, I think the Padres could be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but give me your player, D. Who you got? I mean, you talked about uh, – you, you said right side, but wouldn't it have been left side because shortstop and third base? I don't base? know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, they got Machado, and then they got the guy I'm looking at because I like to say his name, Fernando Tatis Jr. Jr. Um, listen, the guy had a fantastic rookie season, 317, 22 home runs in 84 games. If he cuts down on his strikeouts, he had 110 and 30, 334 at-bats. I know Major League Baseball right now is long ball or bust, and strikeouts aren't as big of a deal. But, man, if he can figure that out a little bit and get a few more walks, he's going to be pretty deadly. And I think it's someone that – people are going to be talking about for years to come. I, I love Fernando Tatis Jr. I think he's a stud. This team goes the way of Machado because I think Tatis is going to do exactly that and better. I think that's the type of player he is. Manny Machado is a guy who, when he's on, is one of the deadliest players in baseball. When he's hot, when he's hitting the ball all over the field, out of the park, he is dynamic. 
but he's also a guy that can disappear at times, strike out a lot, kind of get in a slump. And I think if he comes out and he's hitting the ball all over the place, they're going to be a dangerous team because they're young. They've got talent. Yeah. I think he's, he's the guy that makes them go. So I'm looking at him to kind of be the guy. Um, and again, that's what they signed him for to be the guy. Yep. Um, and I think they just need him. So they've got a pretty bomb offense. When you yeah. factor in like Hosmer and Will Myers, if he's healthy and, um, fam who they got from Tampa Bay like they've got quite a squad I think the pitching eh, could be an issue but like they, they they should tear the cover off the ball one guy I think that uh I'm gonna keep an eye on just because I um I've been following him is Josh Naylor he's supposed to be right now he's, he's projected as a DH but if Myers is hurt then uh which he's always he's always right hurt. so he'll he'll end up playing the outfield but you know he's younger so it'd yeah. probably be better for them to just have him play the outfield and Myers. So they've got them. So they've got them at thirty-one. Am I am I right in there? Thirty-one. 31. Yeah. What do you got? I, I was up in the air about this one. I, I like I like you said the offense is good. The pitching not so much. I think they have a pretty above average defense. So if the, you know if they can save a few runs, I think I think they're going to be right around thirty, thirty-one. So I guess I'll have to go under. But I think they're I think they're probably going to be a five hundred team. So I had originally a push. Yeah. I know that's a cop-out. And so no. I'm sitting here. No, no, no. I'm sitting here, and we're talking about it. They're going under. They're not winning 31 games. I don't, they don't have the pitching. And as much offense as you can muster up, if your pitchers aren't there, if they're not showing up – and, again, I'm not saying their pitching is bad. I just don't think it's good enough. Right. Um, especially against, you know, you got to go into Colorado. You got to play the Dodgers. You got to play Arizona. These are all teams that have that kind of offense plus some pitching. They're, I mean, they're also only playing five games in Colorado. I, I'm just saying I, I, I think I think Colorado's better than them. I think Arizona's better than them. I think LA's better than them. And I think they also have, like, as good or better an offense plus better pitching. So, again, yeah, you're right. It's only five in Colorado, but I just think those matchups are going to hurt them. And, you know, I, I love the fact that, National League is going DH. Like mm -hmm. at well, first, I, I was kind of no, I was kind of like, oh, it was kind of cool, just the, the the whole pitchers and you have to actually play a game and strategize. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm looking at people that are going to get in the lineup and actually hit, and it's like this is no. probably going to be awesome, and it's going to change. I think it's going to change some things, and it's absolutely going to change some things. Oh my god, and it's gonna it's going to make. Again, that ninth hitter is going to be a professional Major League Baseball player, yep. like a professional hitter, not a pitcher who's thinking about, you know, oh, I got to go out there and pitch after I strike out on three pitches. All right, let's finish up with the Giants. Whew, how the mighty have fallen. It wasn't yeah. that long ago these guys were World Series every other year, crushing it, pitching was off the chains, hitting was off the chains. And now, not great. No, not great. Who's your guy? <laughs> so, you know, you've probably noticed I'm going a lot of uh, – Marte was a, isn't really a breakout, but – Still a younger guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he – but I, I've really tried to do breakouts for, for this players to watch because um, obviously Mookie Betts huge, um, Manny Machado – but I went with Mike Yastrzemski. 
kind of along the same line as Tatis. Not as his batting average wasn't as high. It was only at 275. Um, hit 21 home runs. Same problem. A lot of strikeouts and minimal at bats. Mm-hmm. But if he can keep doing what he's doing, he's going to be great. Just take two more steps. It's only his second year. I think you're looking at. I, I like look learning about the the rookies and the young the younger players. I didn't ever do that before, and yeah. I think he's someone who could really step up. And how can you not cheer for someone named Diaz, right? Yeah, no, I respect the hell out of that. I don't know what to say about this team, man. They're old. They're not that good. I mean, if you if I said these names like five years ago, you'd be like, this is this is a World Series contender. Buster Posey, Hunter Pence, Evan Longoria, Johnny Cueto, Jeff Smarja. Like, these are all guys that five years ago were crushing it. Well, what Cueto was, wasn't bad last year, was he? I think he was hurt last year. The year before, I don't know. Here's what I'll say. I'm going to cop out again. I'm going pitching. That's my answer to this. For this team to be any anywhere close to good, they need these veteran arms and these young bodies to show up. Yeah. Right. Because they spend 90 million each on Cueto and Smarja. For the most part, they've been a disappointment, or they've been injured, or both. And if those guys can show out along with some of these younger guys and they can get 70% of like a Buster Posey, Hunter Pence, Longoria, then they could be a pretty good team. They're not going to be a pretty good team. I don't have high hopes for this team. Right. Um, But I mean, yeah, I've got Yaz on the list. I think it's, it's, it's a cool story. Obviously, you know, if he becomes a really good or a good baseball player in the major league baseball, I think that, that would be a great story. Um, but I think if this team can't pitch, they're not going to win a lot of games. And they've got some veteran guys who in the past have been able to pitch. And obviously they invested in those guys thinking, you know, let's make one more run at this. And it hasn't really worked out for them. Over under D, 25, 25 and, a half. and a half. Under. Yeah, same here. I don't even think it's close. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it gets close or not, but this team isn't very good. And it, you know what? Here's the thing. When a young team isn't very good, you kind of just – you can kind of wrap your head around it. But when you've got World Series MVPs and guys that used to be studs making $20 million a year, $15 million a year, and, and you're winning maybe 20 out of 60 games, not great, Bob. I mean, they're playing 40 games in the division – yeah, I, I can't I can't see him winning more than five to seven games out of those forty. Wow, dude, that's cold. I actually think they'll be pretty competitive with with the the Padres. Uh, maybe because they're an older team. Maybe because and you know what I've been thinking when we when we decided to do this. One of the things that came to mind was, you know, in in a shortened season, do veterans who know how to kind of get in and out of slumps who know how to kind of work through kind of the struggles who know the little ticks to kind of get them back on, on track. Does that matter in, in a short season? I don't know if it does, but it's something that came to mind. I just think about these teams that are younger. I think about the Padres, right? Young team, yep. they get off to like an Owen six start. Are they just going to go on the back? back? Yeah. Right? You know, whereas like if the Dodgers get off to an Owen six start, I imagine they're just going to be like, let's, let's knuckle up and let's go. Right. right? Like, let's just get it together. No, I think it's going to be very interesting. You you got 60 games. 
there's an article on ESPN that I want to read, and they're like, these World Series champs wouldn't even have made the playoffs if it was a 60-game season. And the Nationals were one of them last year. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you, you're you literally going to have to hit from the jump. And, it, 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 I mean, think about it. You get off to a 2-8 and eight start, which isn't that, you know, unexpected for some teams. Like, right. you get off to a 2-8 and eight start, okay, you're 2-8. and eight. So, what, you got a, another 152 games to play, right? Now right. you get off to a 2-8 and eight start – you got 50 games left and you probably got to win 40 of them, you know, or 35 of them, right. Where, you know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on teams early on. So you, I think you, to your point, you could see some teams get off to a hot start that maybe aren't as good and ride that to the playoffs. No, I'm looking forward to the drama of what it's going to actually be. I think, I think you're going to see some teams slide in. That's why I was thinking Arizona has a shot at the wild card. I think you're, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of that throughout the, the whole season. And I look forward to it. It's Absolutely. I, mean, I mean, maybe it's because I'm just itching to watch something, but I think it's going to be good TV. Listen, I've been watching soccer, so I'm, my itch is not as bad. All right. Who's your MVP, D? Who's your MVP of the National League West? We talked about him. You talked about him. I, I dropped a hint. It's Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. Dude's a five-tool player. I mean, you talked about it. San Diego's pitching staff isn't great. San Francisco's pitching staff isn't great. Colorado's a haven for home runs. I don't understand how he can't win it and like be the best player in the NL West. It doesn't make sense. And he's probably going to get more opportunities to drive in runs this year because he probably will not be batting in the, the two spot like he was a majority of last year. I think it's, it's him. And yeah. it's, not even, it's not even going to be close. No, I'm with you. 100%. Mookie's my guy. And what's going to be amazing is he's going to have an incredible season. He's going to lead the Dodgers just to the cusp of the World Series. They're not going to win it. And then he's going to resign with the Red Sox, and it's going to be amazing. Cool. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I believe in my heart of hearts. That's what's going to happen. They let him go to the Dodgers so they could get some assets. Um, they're going to, you know, bring him back, put him in center field. Alex Verdugo can stay in right field. It's going to be glorious. I mean, what a play by the Red Sox. But MVP of the NL West is 100% Mookie Betts. As you said, there's not a better player. He's on the best team, and he's got a lineup that should allow him to just absolutely rake. Yep. Without being said, yeah, division winner. I don't know what you think. Over-unders? I mean, if you're a gambling person, take our bets. We're probably right. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, except for the one where we disagreed, because one of us is going to be right. The other isn't. So I'm right. Devin's wrong. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm older. I'm wiser. Smart. The smart play. Take Devin. And, it, and when he's wrong, don't come see me. All right? <laughs> ah. I'm, you know, I'm just going to be counting my, my, my stacks. All right. Next up, we'll probably do the NL Central. It feels right. Um, but for now, I mean, you, maybe the AL West, maybe the AL West, I don't know. We'll get hold up. Hold up. I'm sh- I mean, we alluded to it, but I want to hear you say it. Division winner is. Oh, it's a, I mean, it's the Dodgers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Dodgers win this division. I mean, Arizona will be competitive. I think the Rockies will be better than 500, but I, I do think the Dodgers win this division. Even if it's, even if I think it's just going to be by a couple of games. What about you? I am also on the Dodgers. And, you know, 
I'm not ready to uh, to go with wild cards, but I, I've said it. Arizona is going to fight for the wild card, and I think right before the season starts, we'll do a full division winner, wild cards, and all that show as well. So, yeah. Um, and I think we will absolutely do AL West. I think we'll just do that through the rest of the way and just do their partner division since that's who they're playing. Absolutely. That's a smart move. Listen, you know what? You are older, you are wiser, and I should have just let you do your thing. Take his bet, folks. Take his bet. Don't yeah. take it. All right, y'all. Till next time. Any party shots, D? I do. People from Massachusetts, phase three open is going to be starting Monday. Don't be stupid. Still wear your mask. Social distance. I don't want to see the spikes like Texas and Florida and Arizona. These people are, they're voluntarily, like businesses are closing because they know it's bad. Republicans are saying, wear masks. It's not great. Let's go. Be smart. Just wear a damn mask, folks. And don't forget, Black Lives Matter. Y'all have a good night. Black Lives Matter. We'll see y'all soon. Peace.